This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and welcomes a new member to the Movie Drone family. Everybody and welcome to episode 110 of Movie Drone. I'm Steve, and apparently I'm Charles. <laughs> I just honestly, with that new camera you've got, yeah. you, you actually look like Charles Manson. I can't, I can't deny it, mate. It's scary. I can't deny it. <laughs> look at you. With I, your, know. <laughs> I know. It's the headphones, I think. Oh, dear. Anyway, mate, all right, how are you? All right? I was better before being compared to a uh, <laughs> cult leader. I've called you worse, but there <clears> you yeah, go. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh, so, how have you been then, mate? I've been all right, mate. Have you? Yeah, it's been a busy old week. I'm an exhausted pigeon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> exhausted pigeon. I'm tired. Right. I'm tired. Uh, moved my frogs this week. Okay. So, a big stress of the You've frog. You've got them in though. here, though, have you? No, no they're, in, they're in the house. Yeah. They can't be out here, mate. It's not a stable enough environment for the temperature. Is it not? No. Okay. Mm. Um, so, they're inside, but they're all moved. Everything's getting sorted. Good. Kids back to school. Pleased or? No, they hate it. Oh, oh I meant you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because I've come home and they're all sitting there like, I'm like, you're right. Retired. So I've been getting up the last five How months and going in. Yeah, yeah. That's my violin. Yeah, one or two nights and knackered mm. they are. Are they? But yeah, back to a bit of normality, mate. Okay. How's your week been? I'm pretty tired as well, mate. Yeah. I mean, I've been getting up at sort of three o'clock. Oh, can work. I borrow that violin? Yeah, yeah, I'll pass it over. <laughs> um, no, I've just been a bit tired. I went for a run the other day at two o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep, right? And I didn't realise what happens at two o'clock at night around town. I ran past a bloke wearing a red leather jacket walking down the middle of the road with a woman in a pink dressing gown, pyjamas and slippers at 2.45 a.m. What were they doing? Down, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran past them did as you quickly go? as I could. Morning. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't stay around long enough to see if they were chasing me. I mean, what the fuck are these people doing out at night? You know what I mean? I thought I was bad. But, uh, but yeah, that's about it. And, obviously, um, the big news in Robert's household is we've got uh, Ralph. Ralph. The new, the new uh, Border you Terrier. You didn't get scammed. No, he didn't get scammed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we might do. So, we've got Ralph, yeah. 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 He's... Uh, I mean, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? You find yourself getting into that. You know where, you know where people have got kids mm. and like people go, oh, he's only six months and he can already ride a bike. Mm. You know what I mean? You go, no, he fucking can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he can already play the piano concerto yeah, of Bach yeah. or whatever. He's only one year. Yeah. No, he can't. Oh, my puppy, look what he can do. I mean, it's a lie because all he does is shit and then roll around in it and <laughs> spread it everywhere. You know what I mean? So uh, if you hear me lying well, and say that you can say, do stuff. My puppy can shit and roll around in it. You're not lying, mate, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, oh, these people do lie about their kids. I mean, I was eating mud when I was like one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's eating his own shit. <laughs> he is, yeah. Are so yeah, we've got um, Ralph. Fun. I mean, I don't know. Him and Doug's BFFs. No, no, I fucking hate it. Doug really? hates him. Oh, Ralph no. loves him. Absolutely loves him. Goes bananas whenever he sees him. And Doug absolutely hates him. So yeah. 
Cool. All fun in my house, mate. All <laughs> yeah, so that's about it, really. And mate. Doug hates you now as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he hates everyone anyway, yeah. doesn't he? You, yeah. everyone. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's about normal, really, for my outside. Um, I saw the return of Joseph. Yeah, he's, he's back, back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Are we uh, signed up for anything yet, Mark? I haven't mean? signed up for anything yet. <laughs> he, he sort of crept in. He was just like, da, 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 da. plonked it down and gone. Yeah. Maybe so, that's it. Yeah, I Maybe don't know whether it. he's going to do his back to his one a day or not, but he's he's returned. Yeah. You're going to sign us up for stuff. Oh, who knows, mate? <laughs> who knows what great <laughs> ideas I'll get. Yeah. So that's about it then, mate. That's You're it. just tired. You've done nothing else. I embarrassed myself yesterday. Mm. I had a job that started going really badly wrong, and you've never heard someone kiss ass quite as much as I did. <laughs> did you? It was disgusting. <laughs> I was embarrassing. Went down and got them all coffees and teas and all sorts. Did you? Yeah. It was disgusting, mate. <laughs> turned it round, though. Turned it round. All, all happy by the end of it. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, it was vile. Good, was it? I yeah, I made myself that. feel sick. It was awful. <laughs> I'd like to have heard that, mate. I'd like to have heard that. Made my day, that was... Put on my creepy voice and everything. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it was vile. <laughs> it was passing. Tried, tried to use some long words to make them feel like I weren't as stupid as I was coming across. It was it's the fine. haircut, mate. You, honestly, it's the haircut makes you look like it. I lucky, by the sound of it, I didn't stab them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or get some of my members to. <laughs> well, I'll show uh, Sean later what, what he thinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, scary, isn't it? Yeah. He's probably going, here, love. <laughs> One of them, the I've looked like Charles Manson. <laughs> look at this one. When we ring him back, have a look over my shoulder. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Right, okay then, mate. Have you got any thanks this week? Yes, mate. I've got thanks to Fresh Geek Context, to Tim Podcast HQ, the Smoke and Mirrors Podcast, Reverie True Crime Podcast, Right Stuff Reviews, What Should We Watch, Forza Crowd, Ryan, Fat Drunk and Stupid, What the Trailer, Ram the One Half Pod, and Beautiful. Okay, I've got a special thanks this week to people who have gone that extra mile on Twitter with mentions, tags, and follows. So I've got Jill, Cassie, VHS Strikes Back, Miriam, Jamie Russell, Jamie Irwin, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, Cinema Recall, Sean Panda Nicholson, W10 Watch This Movie, and Mr. Positivity Wolfie T, Emma at the Movies, Oco Duro Parlay Hour, Dan and Nicole from Twin Picks, Strikes My Fancy Podcast, and Breaker 6696. Mm, thank you all so much. Yeah, right, well, mate, moving on, I have a promo. Do you, mate? Yes. <laughs> Hello, my name's Jamie Irwin and I host the podcast What's Your Favourite on the Creative Control Network. Join me as I ask a different guest each week about all their favourite things. Favourite band, film, song, food, drink, animal, season, TV show, book and much more. You can find What's Your Favourite with Jamie Irwin by searching on all your favourite podcast apps. So subscribe today and check out what might be your new favourite podcast, What's Your Favourite? Did I just say the word favourite enough times? Yeah. That was... Uh, <laughs> the pressure to like, always try and say something then. That was the promo for uh, What's Your Favourite with Jamie Irwin. <laughs> oh, and the reason I brought that up, obviously, yeah. because the Paul Foot episode. So was funny. On there. Even though I, I'm not a great fan of Paul Foot anymore after he did... I mean, basically, he did, yeah. He did put his groin in my face. I mean, not in a horrible That's sort of That's why he's my favourite. It was, yeah. I mean, you made me sit at the front, didn't you, when we went to see him? Front row. Yeah. The yeah. only people in the first four yeah. rows. And that's why he decided... <laughs> we were. And that's why... Oh, it just gave me shivers again. And that's why he decided to lean over me, didn't he? He put his yeah. groin in my, yeah. in my face and then tried to engage me in yes. uh, where he should put his merchandise. My favourite night yeah, ever. Yeah, I imagine it was. Um, I loved it. I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> but the episode was great, wasn't oh, it? Oh, episode was so funny. <laughs> um, I mean, everybody ever listen to the Paul Foot episode of What's Your Favourite? Honestly, it's yeah, so funny. Yeah, and listen to the definition of <laughs> bittersweet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, Matt, I was crying. I was actually in tears at work. Oh, uh, it was great, wasn't it? So, yeah, everybody, if you want to know what we're talking about, we're not going to spoil it for you, but please listen to... What's your favourite with Jamie Irwin? Okay, so moving on then, yes, mate. mate. Um, so Mark's movie impression. Yes. Episode 110. I mean, we're mm. still going, we're still going. I mean, <laughs> what, what episode was it you said you was going to end it? I don't know. Maybe we should count it. Well, I think it started slumming like six or seven, <laughs> and I think I started about ending it about eight or nine. Right. And I still can't. I, I just... I, anyone, help. <laughs> Please. <laughs> just need another <laughs> section. <laughs> Another section, we're not. Problem is, I listen to so many podcasts. You listen to so many podcasts. You come up with an idea, and you're like, "Yeah, we're just nicking that off of them. Yeah. We're just nicking it off of them." That don't matter, does it? I don't know. But plagiarism. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is Mark's movie impression. Are you ready, mate? Are you ready, mate? I'd say ready. It's been quality controlled, mate. Oh, is it? I, I was doing it, and the missus was like, "Well, that's wrong, isn't it?" And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know. I'm just doing." She was like, "Play it again. Play it again." So. I can't believe, I honestly, yeah. since the revelation last week that you actually get together, it's like a, it's like a date night, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, you it's might, just you like, enjoy that I look at her and I go, please help me. Right. And then we sit out with a cup of tea and we come up with this one. And then I did it. She's like, that was shit, wasn't it? I was like, okay, help me then. So we played it, did it again. She was like, still shit. Did it. She went, that's better. That's how you do it. I was like, it's not how it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we can do all of this charade. I've been there with Mars. Yeah. Do all the charade with you. I think we come out like it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see then, shall we? Yeah. So she'll never know. She don't listen. No. So it don't matter. So a Mark's movie impression for episode 110. And this is when Baloo, 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 Baloo met Shere Khan. <laughs> Who knows? That's pretty big talk there, little britches. Bravo, bravo. Pitiful. Hmm, perhaps. I wish my mother could have heard this. That's how come fucking Forrest Company. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent idea. You better believe it. An extraordinary performance. Man, that's what I call a swinging party. I can't be bothered with that. I have no time for that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there's an, there's an actual hole in the barrel, right? If you put water in the barrel now, it just spills out the bottom. <laughs> Fucking spills out the bottom. <laughs> Emma, bless her, sent over loads of ideas yeah. for me. And I was like, I can't think of anything with that. Right. I will keep trying. Right. Um, but okay. I, I just, I'll tell you what I'm going to do next week. I might do the impression first rather than the last rushed five minutes. Right. about that? Okay. All right. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I mean, whatever. I, d- I think that was quite good. Did you? For, not for a script, but for an impression. Or did you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm going to take your word for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucky I ain't seen the film yeah, for about I 50 years. Was, yeah, I thought it was all right, that. Okay. Actually, I'm quite happy with there that one. There you go. All right, the most of them. Good for you. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on? Yes, mate. This is the Movie Drone Wall of Shame. Wall of Shame time. So last week I challenged my stepbrother Julian. Thanks you did? for asking. The chair exchange went exceptionally well. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I went to plan. No damages. No. No. I mean, I actually got a, a text message yesterday. I was on holiday yesterday. So yeah. obviously we had we got Ralph on Wednesday night, and I had a message from my stepdad saying uh, chairs arriving today. Might need Anne putting it up. Oh, God. Yeah, you should ask the right person, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> Luckily I haven't enough, checked my phone, mate. I 
didn't see a text. <laughs> Luckily enough, I thought I'd wing it. I went, yeah. I got around. It's not my chair, is it? I went, I got around there, and it just had to, just had to slot the back bit down. Oh, no. So, yeah, perfect. So, cool. you can do it. Good. Right. Well done. So, yeah, so uh, the chair exchange went well. So, do you we'll have any pictures Julian... from Julian in his chair, like no. some selfies or anything with <laughs> his feet up? <laughs> not <laughs> yet. I mean, I can get you some if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit weird asking, but I mean. <laughs> What can do if you want. <laughs> oh dear. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see if Julian gets off in a moment. Um, who are you challenging this week, mate? I'm doing something a bit different, mate. Oh, this God. is called free ball in it because I was really late doing my notes. Right. So I'd have thought, right, you did what I believe to be the funniest question ever asked. Right. What's your favourite movie hats? Right. Flick face, bless him. Yeah. He, what's your favourite movie, Gorillas? Yeah. Not quite as funny as movie hats, <laughs> but it was there. Now, I don't know if you noticed, we're nearly at 4,000 followers. Right, okay. Very doubtful any of them listen, but some of them might listen. So I'm going to start a thread right. once this is released. Right. And I'm going to ask our 4,000 followers to pitch in their funniest slash weirdest question with movies and i'm going to pick the funniest weirdest one out of them for us to answer (laughs) i want something on the lines of like your favorite movie hats not that not like scarves but something along those stupid lines. i want the stupidest question you can come up with (laughs) that's movie related right okay so i'm challenging you all all of our lovely listeners and lovely followers for being so nice right okay is that right yeah free bowling mate i told (laughs) you free bowling (laughs) the power of not doing any notes yes well done so Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. They'll do that, do they, mate? Yeah. yeah. All right, then. No worries. Right. Okay, so we move on to the next section. Yes, mate. This is a section that we like to call... Question, question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. Question time. Question time. Time for the question. Question time. TV drone. TV drone for another few minutes with TV drone. Okay, so I believe you have from last week. Yeah. This is obviously uh, going back to last week. Mm. I believe you have Ryan's answers. I to do, his mate. Yeah. Should we go over to Ryan and find out what they were? Yeah, why not? Hey, Stephen Mark. I'm uh, sorry I um, lost track of time and I was, um, I failed at getting you my uh, responses last week although you were very gracious to say that uh you recorded before i could get them to you but i'll be honest and it uh it slipped my mind um but i i appreciate you being so gracious with me and affording me the opportunity to send in my selections a week later all along i've always had a very um i've had a heart for the classic american sitcom which was king of the airwaves for you know half a century and uh, there was a magic in those shows that I feel just isn't you know, captured in the same way anymore. And audience taste changes and, uh, you know, different, um, different trends in media and sitcoms, you know, compared to a lot of what we have now, you know, feel very artificial. But there was, there was a magic in the connection that we had with these characters and bringing them into our living rooms week after week after week. And, and there's a reason why we still sing their theme songs. There's a reason why we still quote them, and and unlike a lot of the shows we have today, the sitcom was special in that when you watched it with your friends or when you would talk about, you know, reference a show years later, you and your friends usually, 
you know, identified with one of the characters. And so, uh, like, if it was the, the Golden Girls, you know, you may be Blanche and your friend may be Dorothy and another friend, Sophia and Rose. I don't think we have as much of that today. But uh, anyway, we're here to talk about sitcoms. And you guys want to know what my top five favorite sitcoms are. And uh, go ahead and share those with you, starting with number five, is Frasier. I love how the smallest things in Frasier just uh, become incredibly elaborate and, and complicated. Uh, next at uh, number four is The Facts of Life. It dealt with, you know, the tough topics that kids, you know, encounter when they're in their teen and even young adult years as The Facts of Life girls got a little older and it wasn't afraid it wasn't afraid to tackle the tough subjects but it always did it in a way that was that they could find the humor in it uh, as is uh, with a lot of sitcoms and their theme song was dope uh coming in at number three is the nanny i love fran drusher uh her portrayal of fran fine endearing uh, even all the way down to her iconic voice. She uh, was able to create magic on the screen for all of us and how we would fall in love with her um, her Yiddish sayings and her crazy family and and then uh, the the evolution of the love that she shared with that she had for Mr. Sheffield. not in the beginning though, in the beginning wasn't a lot of sexual tension, but of course, we did have a lot more later on and talk about witty banter. Yeah, I think you know, The Nanny is one of the most smartly written sitcoms of all time. And the cast was great. The chemistry was fantastic. And just so many memorable moments. Uh, coming in at number two is the sitcom that started it all. The sitcom that originated the three camera setup, you know, co you know complete with the live audience. And it is, of course, you, you, you may have guessed it, the sitcom that started it all is I Love Lucy. Uh, Lucille Ball and um, Desi Arnaz uh, were you know, absolute geniuses with the show. The, the comic brilliance of Lucille Ball in just every moment. And those scripts are still used as such foundational pieces and how television shows are even written today. It started it all. It was the template. It was the show that all others would compare themselves to. And number one on my list is my absolute favorite sitcom of all time. In fact, it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And it is one which has been around now for 35 years and is still going strong. I am talking about The Golden Girls. Uh, the Golden Girls you know, uh, is a show that all of us, uh, you know, at least imagine we watched with our moms and our grandmothers, although you watch it today and you're like, my mom and grandmother let me watch that with them. And the love that these four women shared and the tough battles that they fought and uh, dealing with uh, really, you know, taboo subjects. We we deal with everything from, uh, from immigration to uh, coming out, which, you know, unlike today, was yeah, hella hard in, in the 1980s and you know, Blanche's brother comes out and and it was the show in the 1980s is not afraid to talk about that the show talks about AIDS the show talks about aging and dating and like all these subjects which were, were not talked about on TV and these four women were able to do it in such a way that uh, provoked conversations was incredibly thoughtful 
but yet would uh, make us laugh our asses off. As far as uh, honorable mentions, I do have I do have a few of those. Uh, honorable mentions uh, on my list is uh, Will and Grace, uh, Family Guy. Yes, you know, the Family Guy may be animated, but it is still a sitcom and has a great theme song in and of itself. And the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Uh, so that's it. Those are my top five favorite sitcoms and three honorable mentions. Uh, thank you guys so very much for being supportive of my new show, Forza Crowd. Listeners, you can find Forza Crowd on Twitter at Forza Crowd Pod. That's F O U R apostrophe S A C R O W D Pod, Forza Crowd Pod. Uh, we're also on YouTube. You can find us on all kinds of platforms Apple, Spotify, Podbean. And I hope that you consider following the show on Twitter and subscribing to the show and listen to it. The pilot is out now, so please enjoy that. And you can find me on Twitter at RLTerry1, where I would uh, love to interact with you. And uh, back to you, Steve and Mark. Here we go. Yeah, cheers for your time for doing that, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Um, I mean, obviously a bit late. Wasn't it? It's been a bit busy. <laughs> Don't be a bell end, mate. Bless him. Harry's been a bit busy, isn't he? He was very busy. He's got loads of... Forza crowd out. He's got loads of, like, stuff. What do they call it? Pans in the fire or whatever they call it. He's Ironed in the fire. Ironed in the fire. He's all over the shop. New job, new sitcom. He's doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. What do you think of his answers, though? Seen any of them? Fraser, actually, I watched quite a bit. Yeah? Yeah. Well, actually, I've, I've come late to the party. Jill used to watch it all the time. And it's actually on after Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Daytime TV. So yeah. when I was at home during the day, I tend to watch that and then a couple of Frasers. Mrs. Loves It. I've never yeah. got it myself. No? But no. Okay. Perhaps I need to stick with it. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, TV drone. Screw it up in a ball, throw it away. Yep. We're back to movie drone. We are. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, so uh, did Julian deliver? Of course he did, mate. He simply asks, who's your favourite director of photography? Open bracket, cinematographer, close bracket, question mark. That's for you. Oh, the okay. cinematographer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was nice of him. Okay, so, I mean, not surprising from uh, Julian. So he's into uh, like special effects and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's yeah. sort of looking to do a special effects company. He's got a new mount. Like a, is it called a gimlet? You like gimlet a good or mount, Ghibli or whatever. What's it called? A giblet? Gimli? What is it Gimbal. called? Gimbal. Gimbal, that's yeah. it. Um, that's embarrassing, for, for, I know, and you don't, mate. <laughs> for his uh, phone. So, mm. uh, yeah, to do a bit of special effects. So, yeah, so, yeah you know, not surprised. Cool. If he needs an employee... I could like make some plaster of Paris models or something. Could you? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have a go. I don't think you could. It, it'd be better doing the job that I'm doing now. I'd quite fancy what so you'd be better effects. at it than the job that you're doing now. Not difficult. Uh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, I think Julian sent in his answers as well. Yeah. So, what are your top five cinematographers? Or I mean, I think he's got a few more than five. I've whittled them down to six. Okay, whittled them down to six. Um, I've given him an honourable mention, right. so I'm sure you'll have one as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so shall we start with first one of his? Yeah. Is Freddie Francis. Freddie Francis. Known for Cape Fear. Okay. In case right. you didn't know that one. Yeah. My number five yeah. is Roman Vazianov. Right. Known for Fury, End of Watch and Suicide Squad. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good job. Blown away by Fury, Suicide Squad. Looks great. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Okay, my number four, we might have some crossovers on these. Very possibly, mate, I think. My number five is Phil Parmet, who done The Devil's Rejects, Halloween and Grindhouse. Great choice, mate. Great choice, yes. Julian's number four, Roger Deakins. Okay. Known for Blade Runner, No Country for Old Men and 1917. I nearly had that one, mate. I've tried to be a bit different, a bit of originality. 
a bit lazy <laughs> to choose the same ones, but my number four is John Seal, um, Mad Max, Fury Road, Rain Man, and Gorillas in the Mist. Okay. Yeah. Gorillas in the Mist? Yeah. All right. I okay. thought it looked great, mate. Okay. I mean, I've got Roger Deakins. Oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have. No Country for Old Men, Fargo and Blade Runner 2049 are my favourite ones. Okay. 20, Blade Runner 2049 looks superb. Yeah? Yeah, the hologram, Anna de Armis as a hologram. Imagine having that hologram yeah, in your That house. just won you, didn't it? Straight <laughs> off. Okay, Julian's third one, Roger Pratt, known for 12 Monkeys and a couple of the Harry Potters. Didn't bother looking what one's not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the little goblin or whatever it is right. on that thing. So. Okay. My number three, Emmanuel Lubetsky, known okay. for Revenant, Gravity, and Children of Men. Okay. Gravity. Good one. Mainly Revenant, Revenant, but yeah, yeah, Gravity as well. Okay. My number three, is it? Yeah. Got Robert Richardson. Okay. Inglorious Bastards, The Hateful Eight, Shutter Island, and Casino. Uh, Great choice, Good one, eh? Yeah. Good one. It's quite a difficult one to answer this because I was getting quite excited going through things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I end up with a long list. Right. Julian's number four, number two, sorry, Douglas Slocum, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, etc., etc. Okay, can't argue with that. No, you can't. No, do you, do you like the Indiana Jones films? Yeah, I'm not really. Uh, yeah, I'm not a lover. I'm not a lover. I don't really like the last one. Oh, Crystal oh, Skull. Shit, yeah. Nah, shit, mate. My number two, Robbie Ryan, did American Honey, The Favorite, and Marriage Story. Okay. Oh, right. Mainly for American Honey, if okay. I'm honest. I just thought it looked amazeballs. My number two is Wally Fister. Um, done Inception. The Sorry? Dark... <laughs> <laughs> Did you say what? Wally Fister. Inception, The Dark Knight, The Prestige, Batman Begins, Memento, Moneyball and Insomnia. One of the classics he is, mate. One of the you sure you've nailed dudes. the pronunciation of that one? <laughs> I think so. Okay, just checking. Yeah. All right. Wow. It's got a silent P. Okay, cool. Julian's number one. I mean, it's not might not be his number one. He didn't send him in order, but his last one of the five is Jeffrey Unsworth, known as for Cabaret and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. Do you think you'll answer him off Cabaret or 2001 Space Odyssey? I would have thought 2001, if okay. I'm honest. Okay, cool. Julian is a big fan of sci-fi. Okay. My number one, I'm not sure I'm going to get the pronunciation of this one right, can't be any worse than your one, though, is Powell Paul Gazelski. Okay. Midsummer slash hereditary. Oh, right. Done both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't he just? Yeah, what a job. What right. a job he did, too. Nice. My number one is Benjamin Loeb. Okay. Mandy. Oh, yeah, can't argue. All right. Can't argue, mate. I mean, I mean it's just Mandy. It, <laughs> yeah. All he's done before that was uh, pop videos. Okay, I'd like love to loads argue. Loads of pop videos. Love to argue, but I can't. No? Okay. No? Right. right, there you go. Um, Honourable mention for Julian is David Tattersall. Uh, right. Did the Green Mile. Oh, okay. Um, my one, Nigel Bluke, Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, okay. I just thought it looked great. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't done an awful lot outside of that. He has done some other older stuff and some TV series and bits, but... That one there was a winner for me. Okay. Not enough to make the list, but honourable mention. All right. There we go then. Yeah. All right. You got Thanks. any honourable mentions? I haven't, no. No? No. no more I stopped names? at five. I followed it at five. Okay. <laughs> I didn't make it up. I'm just not sure about the pronunciation. But... <laughs> it's right. It's spelled F-I-S-T-E-R. P. F-I-S-T-E-R. I'm going to go with Feister. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think that's how I would have done it. We'll check it well, there you go. So thank you very much, Julian, for sending in the question. Yeah, I hope you. you enjoy the chair. I loved answering that. 
Yeah. I really did enjoy answering that. Thank okay. you. Good, good. All right, so, mate, do you want to tell everyone how they can contact us on social media? Absolutely, they can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. You can indeed. I mean, you might need to use those means to send in your questions that yeah, you're going to ask. absolutely. Um, I can't wait to hear Silly questions or whatever it is. Yeah. All right, there you go. Right, moving on then, mate. Yes, mate. We had to watch a film. We did. Listener request week. We did. What did we watch? One that I'm going to struggle to get on the Twitter feed, mate, (laughs) but we'll have a go. So we watched a film that's currently 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, one hour, 43 minutes long build as an action comedy romance. With a synopsis of adventurer, brain surgeon, rock musician, Buckaroo Banzai and his crime fighting team, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, must stop evil alien invaders from the 8th dimension who are planning to conquer Earth. A $17 million budget and gross 6.25. This is directed by W.D. Writer, starring Peter Weller, Ellen Barkin, John Lithgow and Christopher Lloyd. This was 1984's The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the 8th Dimension. And let's meet the lovely gentleman who chose this film. Hello, Sean. Panda Nicholson, I'm going to say. Hello, Sean. Yes, that is my name. Hello. Hello. How <laughs> are you? Going? Well, it's not like a, it's not like a real name, but it's... Is it like, not? It's, a, kind of a, it's kind of an adopted name, the middle name. Oh, what? There. What, the Sean bit or the panda bit? <laughs> yeah, the panda bit. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it was like a nickname in high school, but I always used it as a middle name because I didn't have a middle name. Right. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's... Is it legal? I don't know if, how long you have to have a name before I just use it. I don't know. I'll get I called it. all sorts. You do, yeah. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what we've Mark said that he thinks he looks like Charles Manson tonight on the camera. Does he look like Charles Manson? I think he does from uh, there, doesn't he? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to see. No. It yeah. bit, is a little bit scary, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I might so, shave um, my hair off. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah hello then sean thanks for joining us hello. um all the way from the isle of sky which yeah. is a long way away it's very from... very long i don't i don't know where you are actually at the we live in kent i have no idea where that is but no. i know it's in england pretty much right so... <laughs> on the southeast coast so yeah. we're right down in the bottom corner oh right all we're, the way bottom uh, we like... call it 45 minutes from london rather are, than yeah. 45 minutes from dover yeah we're 45 calling... minutes from london what so... happens on the isle of sky what goes down there? Not much. How many people Not you got? Much. Are like 12 of you or is there more than that? <laughs> no, there's, there is quite a lot of people. <laughs> there's a good few thousand, but uh, it's kind of pretty far away from civilization. Like we, we have a amazing. cinema, but it's not the best. I don't want to slag them off. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get like, we don't get films that are just out for a good while. <laughs> sounds like um, ours. <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare. And, uh, yeah, and we're like three hours away from the nearest clothes shop, that kind of thing. Well, that's it, Mark. Yeah. Well. I've got no issues with that. Yeah, I'm mate, moving. Perfect. I'm coming. Perfect. So, uh, okay then, mate. So, uh, moving on, do you want to tell us a little bit about why, without giving too much away, as we say, okay. why you chose this one for our listener request? Okay, well, I I was humming and hawing about others. There were things that was like, oh, this will be it. This is a great film. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to choose just a fantastic film. I wanted to choose a film that could be good, could be bad. I didn't know how you were going to take it because I only recently saw this film, and it's uh, they kind of throw everything at the wall, and a lot of stuff doesn't stick. But they seem like they're having fun, and it's uh, it's not like a film that's so bad it's good. It's a film where the makers of it, like in Zara Dawes and 
like Zack Snyder's Batman film. They've created a big world, but they haven't actually explained anything. You have no idea about it until you watch the film. And when you do watch the film, you still don't have any clue because they've given you so much information. It's ridiculous. So I just, I just wanted to see how, what like someone else's opinion on it. You're trying to stir up some controversy. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> trying to turn yeah. us all against each other. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so before we crack on then, Sean, did you bring a clip for your film? Yes, I did. <laughs> I didn't actually, but yes, I did. Play did along, Sean. Yes, play I along. Did. Yeah, just play along. The whole top of that tree squash. You think it's up there? Let's wait for the cops, Bert. What for? Are you scared? There's gotta be something there. Come on, Bert, there's nothing up there. Well, how do you know? Here, hold it. Hold it. Where are you going? Where are you going? Christmas shopping. What's that? Stick. What's it look like? Give me some light, will you? I got two guns in my hand. Put one of them down. I ain't putting the guns down. It's just a tree. Then leave it alone. Okay, there we go. Thank you very much for that, Sean. You'd be amazed at the amount of people who do not bring their own clips and Mark has to do crappy ones and it's just all bad. So thanks very much for that. So uh, after you've obviously done your opening bit on that, shall we find out a little bit about what you thought of it, mate? Well, when I saw the title, I'd never heard of this. Right. When I saw the title, I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to get that on a Twitter? I mean, you can just write Buckaroo Bonsai. Can I? Is that, well, I'll try and get the whole thing on. The reason I say is because um, I believe there was originally supposed to be a sequel. Oh, don't go there yet. Don't go there No, I know, but because there wasn't, um, you can just put Buckaroo Bonsai. Okay, I'll I'll see if I can get it all on. We'll we'll give it a go. I loved the music. (laughs) (laughs) I really loved the track. I haven't been able to get the track out of my head for days right. even before i watched the film because i was trying to get a clip apparently the trailer is pretty much just the song right. <laughs> um so i had to try and get a clip from a film that i've never watched and i can't get it's like an earworm the actual song is like an earworm i can't get it i love it so much it's brilliant um and the rest of it had a um a certain charm to it How's that? <laughs> well, if that's what you want to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love the Simp score. It was great, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was, whole, yeah, it was brilliant. The yeah. music, the score was great. I mean, I don't know if you were around, Sean, when this came out, were you? I'm, I'm, I don't, uh, I don't, no. It's never What's... nice to ask people their age. Um, but, uh, well, I'm 32. No, <laughs> no, you wasn't. <laughs> you might not have been born when it came out. I mean, I was. I was two. Were you? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I was a little bit older than two. So I sort of, I mean, I remember films like this. I don't think I remember it from, obviously, well, not when it first came out, but during that period of the 80s, 90s. I mean, I had it, as we mentioned last week. You obviously were a little bit surprised that anyone would own it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I had it. It's, it's the sort of film, it's the same sort of style for me as They Live. Have you seen They Live? Anyone yes, yes. Yeah. And I suppose at the same time when he gets zapped in the head and then he can see the 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I actually, uh, I didn't really remember when They Live came out, so I actually had to check. So They Live was about four years after this. So I'm just wondering if it actually pulled something from that. But I can just see the similarities in it. Um, and, and and I really enjoyed that. But um, but yeah, going back to the, the score, mate, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was Most great. of dancer songs like that, down the old, uh, down the old Sabes disco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a little bit of trivia about the song. Have you? Do you know like the bit where they do the walk to the... Right. It was actually originally called, recorded to Uptown Girl. Was it? Because they hadn't finished the music yet. Right. And they said it's exactly the same tempo as Uptown Girl. So they played Uptown Girl for them to walk along to. Did they? And I actually did it today where I got my Spotify open. I opened the clip and then tried to sort of work it so that it was going. This was what I was doing on my lunch break. <laughs> trying to get it so it matched. And it does match. Does you it? See, I'm tra- uh, walking oh. along to Uptown okay. Girl. All right. So, Sean, <laughs> tell us why you like this one then, mate. I presume you like it. I mean... Well, yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's really, it's a hard one because I, I don't know how I can tell you I like it because I do like it, but I don't know why because I still don't have, a, I'm not 100% on everything that's going on. Like it tells you everything, but also, but so much, but then it adds another layer. It'll say, oh, by the way, that's my uh, dead wife's twin sister now. And you're like, oh, okay, long lost twin sisters, right? <laughs> I, I think uh, the word you're looking for is train crash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but in a, yeah, but it's a yeah. good way. I like it. I really enjoy watching it. And again, that song does get stuck in your head. And even if I see the DVD cover, it gets stuck in my head. That bloody song. But <laughs> I mean, do we the, think that it's because they actually wanted to build a universe? I think that the idea was, wasn't it, that they built a universe on this and numerous amounts of films. I think they bought a comic out or something as well for this. So, um, do you think that that's probably why everything seems a little bit like unfinished? Yeah, it was kind of like what I was saying about like uh, Zack Snyder's Batman. I th- I enjoyed that in a way. Because I knew a lot about Batman, I so I yeah, yeah. I came in with it going, oh, he's an older Batman, he's an angry Batman, he's got all this, you know, history. But a lot of people won't know that, <laughs> you know, you're not you're not telling them any of this. So just seeing his mum and dad get shot again, but like Buckaroo Banzai is just kind of um, mad. They've just created a universe before setting it up, I think. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, That's yeah. the main problem with it. But I still love it. I love every little part of it. And I love the whole 80s-ness of it. It's Jeff certainly is 80s. Right. <laughs> so did, did it make a, you say it made a comic book? I, I believe. I think I'm pretty sure they did bring a comic book out. I was talking to Miles at work today because he was talking about this and he, he'd seen it. Um, but he remembered an interview with Kevin Smith. Because right. you know Kevin Smith is quite big on comic books yes. and that sort of... He actually tried to get a series made of this. Right. He was trying a few years ago, trying to actually bring it back and actually make the series. I know there's some rights issues or something, which is why they didn't make the sequel. Yeah. So I wonder whether that was something to do with it and whether, like you say, someone does own this little universe and they don't want to let it go. But he was trying to make a series out of it. Uh, I mean, it lost money. A lot of money. A lot of money, yeah, in, that, in those days. But it had a big budget as well. I think, for 1984, if I'm honest. So it starts off, I mean, the opening sequence, I think, is pretty cool. I mean, how cool is Peter Weller? Yeah. No? I I didn't buy him. 80s cool. Come on, 80s cool. No, 80s cool. I didn't buy him completely. Right. Um, He's not your conventional hero, shall we call him? Right. Um, I mean, none of them are conventional, are they? It's all absolutely cranky as hell. Yeah. But yeah, he is cool. He is. He is cool. What about Peter Weller, mate? Do you like him? Do you think he was cast perfectly? 
Yes, I love him. It's like Robocop is one of my favourite films. So, I mean, I'm always going to love Peter Weller. And he is, in that film, he is great. He is the coolest thing in the world, especially again at the end when he's doing the walk and he's just like pointing at people. Right, you come over here. He is the man. I love he it. Is. I would have loved, I would have definitely loved more Buckaroo Banzai. Definitely. The, uh, I mean, everything I just think is cool looking. I think that the, the car and the gadgets and the computers and everything for, 90, for, for 1984 just looked brilliant. Yeah, it's definitely got that. It's got, I mean, they look like they've made a cardboard. It but does look brilliant. 80s, though, doesn't it? It screams well, yeah. 80s. Yeah. It, it's not. I suppose it's not cutting edge and leading it, but it did. I mean, they've spent 17 million on it in 1984. It had to look good. But we had one last week um, for homework, the best of the best. Exactly what I've got written here. Yeah, which I, it it wasn't really for me. I think that my, I think to get away with something like this, obviously in the 80s, it has to be comic-y. If you know mm. what I mean. So to get away with the bad acting like we had in The Best of the Best and the the, the sort of quite loose storyline like we had in The Best of the Best, it, I think it has to be like based around a, a wacky cartoon type thing. And I think that that's... Possibly. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of nostalgia type. to it though, which is like, I mean, no, Sean's saying he's quite new to seeing it. And I agree with him in that I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm still of that thing where... Why did I like it? Because I can't actually pinpoint why I liked it. And it was that lot. Train crash is the absolute perfect word for it because it was just absolutely nuts. And I can imagine watching this in 1984, really liking it. And that nostalgia bringing you through, which is like going back to best of the best. You can pick films where you truthfully know they're not very good, but you like them. You don't know why. You've got that nostalgia. But that nostalgia for me watching it this time round for this one was like confusion. I was just confused for most of it, thinking, is this supposed to make sense? But then I got to the end and I was like, I have no idea why I enjoyed that. (laughs) I had no idea. It it, it just makes no sense. Did you get vibes of like The Last Starfighter and that? I got vibes of watching The Greasy Strangler, if I'm honest, because I was just (laughs) thinking, this is so confusing. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. And I don't know why I couldn't tell you hardly anything that happened. What? I mean, the missus walked out. She was like, I don't know what you're watching. Um, but <laughs> well done, Sean. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so glad you bought it to us. I'm so glad I've seen it because this is not something I would carry on or normally see. And I probably wouldn't got to the end. But when I got to the end, I was like, I weirdly enjoyed that. And I don't mean, I don't yeah. mean that insulting to the film by any means. I, I just can't work out why I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I've loved it. Definitely want to see it again. I don't know why. It's mm. weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm def- I'm the same. I don't know. I have no idea why I like it. I, I know I love it, though. There's so much to hate about it. Like, when you think about it in a film sense, when you think about it as, as you know, a coherent piece of cinema. But every time I get, as as he was saying, as every time I get to the end, I want to watch it again. I'm like, I'll, I'll happily watch that again. It was, I, only, I bought it solely on the strength of the Arrow Blu-ray case. I saw it and I was like, oh, I have to see this. He's a, he's a neurosurgeon. He's a samurai. He's a rock star. Let's do it. <laughs> you know. I mean, surely uh, the reason that you liked it was Jeff Goldblum's costume. Oh, what amazing. Yeah, like that, eh? Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wear stuff like that. Yeah, I, I bet you did. Disco. 
Uh, <laughs> and the weird masks that they were wearing when they were looking at the holograms. It was just the mesh just, things. Yeah. They were brilliant, weren't they? Hey? There's lots of clever stuff in there, lots of crack. This is another one of those films, like I'd mentioned with Greasy Strangler, where I look at the storyline, I look at what they're putting together, I look at the budget, and I wonder why the fuck anyone ever signed it off to get made. Yeah. And that's not yeah. that's not a reflection on the success of it or the non-success of it in looking at the gross figures, but why did anyone think this would work? What, who, it, who was would, of, it was of that era, though. It was that comic booky era, wasn't it? I mean, there's a lot of films like this in the 80s. Mm. A lot but of who them. turns around honestly and goes, that sounds like a masterpiece, let's spend $17 million on it. <laughs> if, the, if this would have been a 3 to $4 million budget film, you'd think, yeah, they took a punt. But this is quite a big punt. I actually, I think I read somewhere that there was question marks over the bookkeeping which is why there wasn't a second film. Oh, right. So um, I'm not quite sure how much of that 17 million actually did go into the film. Oh, we had three of the maddest looking actors of, I think, the 80s and um, probably going. So we had Lithgow, Lloyd and Chiavelli. Do you know what I mean? The three aliens, the the, the nasty aliens, but them as their science weirdo, mad scientist looks were just amazing. Do you know the three that I just he's a nutbag anyway yeah. I, I love his crazy side yeah i've always liked john lithgow yeah. with that. i mean christopher lloyd yeah you know the other one didn't you yeah, 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 the, yeah. he's the weirdest looking yeah. one i just thought it was great having those three yeah. um all in one room and um i mean i've got to be honest it does get a bit hard to follow it does really? i wouldn't have yeah. sat down with the missus and watched it did you sit down with your missus john uh, no, she does. She does not like that kind of film. No, <laughs> it has to be something straightforward, really. I mean, it was but, a bit um, hard to follow with all of them on the screen at the same time, though, wasn't it? There was a lot going on. Yep. So I started watching this, and you know, some films you can lay down and you, I don't know, you're doing something like I was. You feed the rabbit or something like that, or you go and get. I sat in ten minutes and I had to start again because I was like, this needs my full attention because I'm so lost in what's going on. And even when I went back and gave that first 10 minutes my full attention, I still wasn't convinced I knew what was going on. (laughs) I know, you now know? No, well, I I mean, I get the gist of it, but it's just, like John said, it's just mad and crazy. Like, this person's now this person. It's just... I mean, you've got John Lithgow. He's got two names in it. He's got two completely different names, and they start referring to him by different names, and they don't tell you, like, who was it, John Warfarin... I, that's another problem. All the aliens are called John. They're all, they're all called John, but they have different second names. And I don't, I don't understand why that is. And don't, I don't think they even address it at any point. It just gets more and more confusing because they, they call him Dr. Lizardo and then they call him uh, John Warfarin. And then you've got John Big Booty. Big Booty? That's yep. what Chris Lloyd's character is called, Big Boutet. They make it harder. They don't, it doesn't need to be this hard, I don't think. <laughs> I think I'm, make it I'm ne- glad everyone's finding it as confusing. I thought I'd miss something, whether or not this was based on something I wasn't familiar with. <laughs> and you know, like sometimes you get those universes where everyone else knows what's going on. They make a film about it. But if you knew what was going on, you could take to it straight away. And it's the non, yeah. non-fans that don't understand it. But I'm kind of glad everyone else is as confused as I am. Yeah, I think it took a good two watches before I knew what was going on. You know, two or th- three, I think I've watched it five times now. And I've, yeah, I think I've got it. I think I've definitely got it now. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So favourite scenes then, Sean? Oh, well, I, I do like the beginning. 
going through the mountain. That's all cool. That's cool when he goes into the mountain, but he's actually not going through the mountain. Yeah. It's yeah. going into no, the that, I mean, that is, I, I did like that scene, yeah. the opening scene. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Probably the easiest scenes to understand as well, wasn't it, really? And it does show off yeah. his coolness it does, it, when yeah. he just walks through. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the end. I like the end of the with the walking. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that. It's just the coolest eighties thing I've ever seen in my life. I think. And um, a bit like Greece, isn't it? When all at the end. Yeah, kind of actually. It's that sort of thing <laughs> where they're all sort of walking along with the beat to the end song. Yeah, and it's in a similar situation. You know, when they're having the race in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's it? What do, what do they call that bit? I don't know. You know, they have they seem to have them in America. Don't ask everywhere. me, mate. Don't yeah. ask me. <laughs> Shady stuff seems to go happen down there. I, I really like the scene where he's singing. <laughs> he's doing his wee rock band stuff. I thought it was uh, a bit better. The... It was like a jazz flute or something he was doing at the start, wasn't it? I thought yeah. I liked that song better than the yeah. one he actually ended up singing, I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah that weird kind of ballad. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I like the name of the band as well, Hong Kong Cavaliers. That's a bunch yeah. of people, isn't it? It was, yeah. Cavaliers. I didn't think we got... Uh, did I think we got enough of them? I didn't think that they actually did nah. as much as I would have liked. I thought that they all no. looked like quite a lot. I think that that was probably one of the bits that suffered for not having a sequel because I think that they were, might have been a bit more prominent. Or I a think. prequel? Yeah, yeah. I think that they were sort of yeah. like being set up to... Um, they were just existed in this, didn't they? There was nothing really explained. I think they would have been uh, probably benefited. There was if so there was much going one. on, wasn't there? There was, yeah. But I think that's <laughs> what I mean. I think that most of this was trying to set up the sequel that never mm. happened. Um, yeah, and it was. was it, it sounded great. The sequel, Buckaroo Banzai against the World Crime League. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and that's th- what it says at the end, doesn't it? Coming soon. Yeah, I think that's the comic. Actually, right. So, I mean, I might be. I'm, listen, I mean, our last comics in motion. I might be telling complete and utter bullshit, yeah. but I do actually think that that was the comic. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. What about your scenes, mate? I, I like the um, the nightclub scene. Right. I love that 80s. That was so 80s. It was so ridiculously 80s. And he would just, he looked cool. Um, I like that. And the mountain scene, I think, was the okay. big. The big, I did like as well the, the guys with the dogs coming out of the woods uh-huh. um, try and find what was going on. So are any of you aware of the watermelon scene? Did any of you spot the watermelon scene? You. The iconic scene in Buckaroo Banzai. I've heard of the watermelon scene in Dirty Dancing, no. mate. So there is a scene in this, which is the iconic watermelon scene, which you, you might have missed. So in the middle of the tense battle scene, when the aliens are prowling the complex, Rene and uh, New Jersey, so Jeff Goldblum, are sneaking through the labs. New Jersey points and famously asks, what's that watermelon doing there? And Reno replies, I'll tell you later, but never does. Do you never... It's, it's just in, in amongst the wackiness, this line exists. Yeah. And there is a watermelon on the screen. And there's actually something about it which just makes this even more um, of, a, of a weird film. So I'll, I'll read this out just so uh, to give you this. This gives us the answer in universe, but the real reason behind the watermelon has nothing to do with Buckaroo Banzai or experiments or any of that stuff. It has to do with the politics in Hollywood. The production of Buckaroo Bonsai was plagued with problems. The producer, David Bergman, fought with the film on every level, constantly sending notes and making changes. Then at one point, the notes stopped coming. So the crew asked, is anyone watching us? Does anyone at the studio still care? So they did an experiment in the film. So basically, the director explained that they went out to a street vendor 
bought a watermelon and stuck it on the machines in in that shot. They shot the watermelon scene and waited, and they thought surely such a bizarre moment that disrupted the whole flow of the action with no logical explanation would draw the attention of any studio crony that watched it. When they got no response, the crew knew that no one was paying attention and they could do what they wanted. Which was why the books got cooked. <laughs> yeah. So it was literally, so it was literally like they they were being sort of like um, micromanaged, uh, and then it obviously stopped. So they decided that they would test to see if anyone was watching, and they genius, stuck the watermelon <laughs> in and wrote that scene in there. And Jeff Goldblum says it in the film. So yeah. next time you watch it, Sean, um, have oh, a look wow. when they're going through the labs, and uh, and yeah, you'll they you'll bought a watermelon for two million dollars <laughs> off of a street vendor. <laughs> 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 yeah they did yeah but anyway i mean that just goes to show doesn't it i mean if you can blink and you miss it but it's obviously it's pretty much the most famous scene in the film i can imagine this film being very fun to film yeah like it, well it sounds like it was a bit of a nightmare yeah it does sound well, like i, I was, suppose for the execs and the people who are trying to make it paid but i'd imagine it's just full of rebels who are just doing absolute nutcakes things i mean you give John Lithgow probably went rogue anyway, yeah. and all those people just doing what they like. It sounds like it was a blast, yeah. and they all got paid well. <laughs> lots and lots, <laughs> lots of, and lots of money. <laughs> so we're winding up towards the end, then, mate. Yeah. So closing thoughts on it. I mean, with scores, we're going to do scores. Sean, you know how we score these now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, with a hundred, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Mark's, uh, yeah, Mark's crap system. So, um, so yeah. So closing <laughs> remarks on the films, guys. I'm just going to say it certainly was a different choice. And I'm really pleased you brought it to us, Sean. Um, It's very easy just to pick one that you know is great. And it's great for someone to take a risk on something. And it's what we do, really. It's to try and highlight certain films that people haven't watched. You just create a bit of interest in them. And not something I would have ever watched. But I'm very pleased you did. And it's nice to have a chat about something as crazy. I'm glad you liked it. Good job. That's what I was planning. What's your score then, mate? (laughs) I have got 61 out of 100. 61? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, 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 as much as I can honestly get... I'm hoping, honestly, I will have to watch it again. Okay. I don't know exactly when, when I can get that fucking theme tune out of my head. <laughs> um, but I definitely want to watch it again, and I'm really hoping... I, I don't know. I did it with Lost Boys. I watched it the first time. I was well late coming to Lost Boys. But it was all right when I watched it, and now I've watched it a few times, and it's almost got a nostalgia feel, even though I didn't watch it till into the 2000s and I'm wondering whether after a few more watches with this one whether I'll get that sort of almost 80s feel like with Flight and the Navigator and stuff like that if you want your girlfriend to leave the room you just put it on yeah it's great isn't it (laughs) a couple of hours on my own (laughs) so how about you Sean yeah, well, I give it. Well, actually, I gave it seventy, but I think I'm think I'm going to say seventy five now because just talking about it, I just I love it. It's like comfort food. It's like a comfort movie. I think yeah, I've I gone up. Since, I've gone up from fifty four since we've been talking. Fifty four. Yeah. yeah, I've been thinking. Actually, I know I enjoyed that more than fifty four. So mm-hmm. I've done what Sean's done, and I've added on as okay. well. So I think seventy five is a good score there. Okay, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've got seventy two. Okay. I mean, I, I normally have a little bit of a ramble about it at the end, but I've just got all about the 80s fun. Hmm. Um, probably, it's more probably up my alley because I lived through it. I was alive yep. when, when this happened. I mean, you were, um, but obviously not really, were you? No. Still pooing yourself oh, so, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just a pink squidgy thing in a basket. You were, yeah. So uh, I remember sort of films like this. Um, and like I say, I've got an affinity for They Live. I hmm. think I still slightly prefer They Live. Um, over this one but uh, i can see where it sort of got its uh, ideas from mm. so yeah thank you very much sean for getting me to dust this off <laughs> no bother <laughs> okay so have you watched anything else then mate 
Uh, yes, I have actually. Um, nothing fantastic, <laughs> but I, wa- I watched Doolittle with the kids, and that was that was something. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Mark likes all the kids' films. No, Mark, you you'd be the only one who watched it. Have I you seen this no, yet? No, that, no. I certainly oh, probably it. won't be, but but Mark probably will at some point. It's one of the most average films I think I've ever seen. Like, there's, there's nothing spectacular about it at all. Just uh, okay. what's his name? Um, and, Ro- and obviously, people have been talking about Robert Downey Jr.'s acting, and it is just atrocious. It take it just annoys you the whole film. Right. It's so bad. And, and, he, and if he tries, to, he, he kind of tries to bring it back every now and again just by going boyo and stuff every two seconds. And you're like, ah, yeah, you're not you're not doing it very well. No, that's surprising. <laughs> you know, you think he'd be good at that kind of thing, don't you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, what else do I watch? I watch Ghost Ship. Oh, great film. <laughs> Haven't seen that in years. That's the one um, where they cut him in half, isn't it? The cable slices yeah, yeah, yeah. through and his like, head slides yeah, off. Yeah. That's a great yeah. film. Yeah. Great choice. It's a great scene. Great scene at the start. But I, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid and it's not as good as I remember. I think the start is the best part of it. It is. <laughs> where the wire... So I watched Underworld, which I haven't seen in years. Oh, I love Underworld series. Kate yeah, Beckinsale in leather cat suits. Yes, yes. I remember. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't seen like because when I was younger, I didn't really think about it. You know, it's just a it was like Blade and stuff. I didn't mm. really think about the actual story. I wasn't bothered about that. But uh, I watched it, and I was like, it's actually got quite a lot of story in it. I love Underworld. the Underworld series. Uh, Bill Nye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Nye's in it. Um, there's some good actors in there actually. I quite enjoyed uh, Rise of the Lycans and other bits like that. I thought it was a good series. Yeah, I've not tried any of the other ones, mm. so I think I will now. I gave that an 80. I really enjoyed that okay. uh, the other day. And uh, the only other film I've watched is Destination Wedding with uh, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> is that your wife's choice, Sean? Was that, was that the other half's choice? Actually, actually not. Oh. I just saw it and I was like, you know what? This looks like some fluff I could watch. Right. <laughs> and uh, it is. It is. It's just them talking a lot of the time. Just ah. sitting in places, sh- uh, saying horrible things to each other, and then oh, we're in love. Lovely. And it's quite. It was quite nice though. It was all right. It was like I think I said fifty-five for that one. You're all, all right. romantic. Okay. <laughs> You're <all> romantic. You. <laughs> Is that it? Sean? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's everything I've yeah watched this okay. week. Anyway, what about you, buddy? I've only watched one. No, yeah. Yeah, I've only watched one. I bought a load on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I've I've been wanting to watch them, and I just haven't had time. Got Is that para- that big bile up there? That- oh, I've got Parasite on Blu-ray in there now. Oh, yeah, I've got <gasps> some other little bits, some tr- little treasures I picked up over the uh-huh. weekend. Haven't had a chance to watch them, mate. Okay. The only one I've watched, um, and I knew I was going to fall asleep to it, but never seen it before. The boat that rocked. That's creepy. Right, creepy. Yeah. Do you know what I There's remember some- when they had that? The boat. What, Radio Caroline? Yeah. yeah. I used to listen to it. Yeah, well, I used to listen to Radio Did Caroline, you? yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was creepy. Right. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh, I've only got 60 on it. Oh, yeah? Um, I thought it was quite good fun. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it, but some of it's creepy. Right. A little, okay. bit, little bit of, like, I'll go and hide in a bathroom, get her naked, and then you come out. <laughs> it's not right. It's just a bit... It's a bit creepy, mate. It's the 60s, mate. Yeah, I know. No, don't I mean. make it right, though, does it? <laughs> a little bit weird. No, it doesn't. Right, okay. I've only watched three this week, so I've watched Eighth Grade. I don't know if you've seen Eighth Grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good movie, that. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit along your lines of your sort of indie one. Uh, not so much like Florida Project and yeah. uh, American Honey and that, but a little bit sort of that way inclined yeah. so that's quite good i've got 75 on that i watched the film called get juked 
okay. on, I think it's Netflix, Netflix, Netflix or Prime, one of the two. Ah, and, Amazon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, like a English um, comedy horror film. Okay. Um, I actually enjoyed it, I think, probably more about the mood that I was in. I've got 70 on it. Cool. It's not, I don't think it's probably that good. It'll okay. probably go down immediately <laughs> when I watched it again. Yeah. But it, it's it's quite fun. There's yeah. some fun bits in it. Yeah, yeah. And then I watched Ready or Not again. Okay. Have you seen that yet? Uh, yes, I think I have. The Wedding? Yes. You have, yeah, yeah. with the play of the game. Have you yeah. seen that, Sean? I've not seen that one yet. No, yeah. um, the missus watched it. She yeah. fucking loved it. Yeah. Really loved the lead actress. Okay. She said she was hard as nails. Right. Which she was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would actually say, Sean, if you haven't seen Ready or Not, give it a watch. It is good fun. Yeah. Good fun. I think it's on Now TV, I think. Isn't is it? it? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's on Sky. So, yeah, probably is on Now TV. Yeah. I yeah, would watch it, mate. It's good fun. If you like a bit of fun and people getting slashed um, quite. Badly, Perfect. And it's worth watching, yeah. <laughs> As we all do. One for date night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did. I did do a date night. She loved it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. There you go. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Sean. No, thank you very much. I for really asking. enjoyed that. All the yeah. way from the Isle of Skye. Do you want to let us know, mate, how people can uh, contact you and obviously promote your brilliant podcast? Uh, well, you can get me on uh, at Panshawn on Twitter. I don't really do. I, I have a Facebook, but I don't bother with it really, and I don't do Instagram or anything like that because uh, nobody wants to see pictures of me. But uh, yeah, I have a podcast called Four Songs in a Dream. And it's great. Everybody loves it. Everybody. Absolutely everyone. From <laughs> chimpanzee to chimpanzee. <laughs> no, it's, it is great, mate. No, we really enjoy it. <laughs> I ask interesting people, you know, authors, musicians mainly, and like comedians to uh, give me four songs that mean something to them. It could be silly. It can be sometimes it's really, really deep. Sometimes it's just wacky. But yeah, just listen to it, please. It's on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. I think it's pretty much anywhere else. And if it isn't on your favorite podcast platform, let me know and I'll put it up there because it's easy enough. I mean, we love it. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so everybody, we would encourage you to uh, to listen to Four Songs and a Dream. Absolutely. Yeah, and join Sean more often. So, mate, thank you very much for coming. It's been lovely to have you. Yeah, thank you very much for asking me. It's no worries at all. Thanks for bringing us, um, thanks for bringing us the film. It was great. It was brilliant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good fun. Um, so we're going to love you and leave you. Great. So okay. thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Goodbye. So there you go. That what was a really lovely nice. guy. Only just. Wasn't only he? just. Lovely, lovely person. So yeah, do listen to uh, Four Songs and a Dream. Absolutely. Lovely. Yeah, we, like, we like music, don't we, Steve? Just saying. That was all. I'm just saying. <laughs> we like music. <laughs> right, okay. Do you want to move on then, mate? Yes, mate. Okay. This is the next section. This is a section that we like to call Homework. Here we go. So this is a section where we... Fuck me, I do look like Charles Manson. You <laughs> <We> do. <laughs> uh, this is the section where we uh, give each other films that we love or like and the other one hasn't seen on the hope of uncovering hidden gems. Mm. What'd you give me this week, mate? I gave you a film that's currently 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, 1 hour, 26 minutes long build as a drama with a synopsis of Richard who is 15 with learning difficulties, longs to put down roots, but his restless and destructive brother Polly needs to keep moving. 
Through a chance meeting with their new landowner's daughter, Annabelle, Richard's life is about to change forever. Directed by Joe Stevenson, starring Scott Chambers, Morgan Watkins and Yasmin Page. Not sure of a budget, but it grossed about ten and a half grand in the cinema's very limited releases was 2015's Chicken. It was, mate, it was. Mm. I mean, you give me films, don't you? I mean, notoriously, I don't really have emotions. You're mm. really trying to give me films that drag it out of me, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Giving me dramas and stuff like that. You know, I don't particularly like dramas. Mm. But I, I mean, I've got to be honest, mate, this one, it deals with mental health effectively and sympathetically, yeah. I think. Yeah. The acting was superb. I mean, it was super emotional, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know that I, yeah, I, so yeah. I, I can see why you would like this one. Yeah. Um, I was uh, in bits, mate. Yeah, I, I, I imagine that you were. I imagine yeah. well. I mean, even for someone like myself, I've got to honestly say it was very, very touching. Yeah. Very touching film. Scott Chambers as Richard, Jasmine Page as Annabelle, and Morgan Watkins as Polly. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Superb performances. I've not seen performances like that for a while. We've mm-hmm. seen a fair few films recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not really seen anything like that mm-hmm. um uh, to that caliber and i thought polly was the most intense i think that that was my favorite performance i think that obviously scott chambers was a great performance yeah um, as richard but I, th- I think he played that perfectly but i think the character of polly was able to show more emotions mm-hmm. the way that it was written and obviously I suppose more relatable emotions yeah it? yeah i mean obviously and and the, the character and what he was going through and obviously the way that he was able to emote obviously mm-hmm. um uh, richard had a disability that didn't mm-hmm. allow him uh, uh, to emote normally so um so i thought polly uh, the character of polly was just written great i thought uh, the acting was superb only got 6.7 on imdb mm. right and that was i don't know if you've looked at the imdb uh, ratings mm. so there's lots of nines tens mm. there's the right the reason it's been dragged down is because someone gave it a one yeah um, saying that it was just a poor excuse for a fit. It was a really, really scathing review. Mm. And, and they're way off, way off. I mean, this film is is certainly not that. So when you're looking through and obviously looking at the scores, if anyone was, ignore that review, I mm. think. I know people are entitled to their own opinions, but it really is, for me, wrong. Great mix of characters. Mm. Um, I thought the introduction of Annabelle and her, and her parents um, or her mum was just brilliant. And the relationship between Polly and Richard and Annabelle was really well written. I really enjoyed spending time with them, even though the actual, it was hard watch a lot of the time. Mm. I really enjoyed just hanging out with them, even Mm. though I wouldn't have wanted to, A, have been one of them. Um, and B, not really would have wanted to have been there. But there was just something about sitting on the peripheral watching the story unfold that was just, uh, I'm going to say magical. It was was just lovely. I mean, I felt emotionally battered by the end of it. I imagine that you did, mate. I imagine that you did. Um, It builds up really well. It builds up really well. I mean, there's just one scene that I thought was a little bit off, which which I didn't like, just one in the whole film, which is when Polly was trying to score with the girl and he ended up sort of getting chased by the the girl's bloke. I thought that was a little bit slapstick. Um, It was slightly off for me because it was after a super emotional scene when Richard got drunk that we saw outside Annabelle's house. And I understand it maybe would was good to have a bit of light relief in that point. But for yeah. me personally, okay. it was just slightly off. Didn't, yeah. the, the tone wasn't there. Okay, but the yeah. only one in the whole film 
So there is something that obviously happens to Richard mm-hmm. in the film, um, for, uh, something that he loves dearly, mm-hmm. and something happens to it. You could hear the pain in his voice. You mm. really good. He was such a good actor. <laughs> it mate, was. Honestly. It was. It was great. Um, and Polly was just clearly fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, really, really. It's um, weird to sort of almost feel hate, but empathy towards someone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean when I say that it was. It was so well written. And then we get to the bigger reveal. I'm not gonna. Mm. I'm not gonna ruin it. Which was something that it, it was almost too much. Um, and it made me feel obviously very uncomfortable. I'm sure most My people were gasping. I imagine, yeah. And I mean, it did explain quite a lot about yeah. how Polly was fucked up and yeah. a little bit about Richard's disability or whatever. So it sort of ties some of those ends up in a way that basically just smashes you around the head yeah. with with a sledgehammer. Um, and I wasn't expecting it. I've got to be you honest. You and me no, both, mate. Nothing. I like wasn't that. expecting the whole film after watching the trailer when this came. Right. We put it on as a little, think, a nice little British film. Right. And like I say, I felt emotionally battered by yeah. the end. Yeah. We obviously all have a laugh about the mm. fact that I'm not particularly, but it did really suck me in. There was obviously, uh, I imagine you might have you dropped here. Probably I sobbed. You did. Sobbed. <laughs> It was embarrassing. I sobbed. Right, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see why. I can see why. And I actually thought about the film Dead Man's Shoes Mm -hmm. when I was watching it, and I thought sort of saw similarities in that, and I love Dead Man's Shoes, but I actually thought that the portrayal of Richard was even a bit better than Toby Kebbell's performance in Dead Man's Shoes, and that's saying quite a bit because I love Dead Man's Shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, So bravo, to be honest, mate. And it's a bit like a Thunder Road find. yeah. I, I liken it to those sort of like American Honey, Peanut Butter Falcon, Thunder Road, those sort of yeah. India films. Which is saying something because yeah. um, that's great. And I would encourage anybody who hasn't seen Chicken to watch it while it's on Prime. I don't know if, if it's about in, in America, but UK it was Prime, wasn't it? Yeah. So I would encourage everybody to watch it. Um, just be prepared, I think, for yeah. uh, for a bit of a, a, yeah. a emotional roller coaster. Um, and if I tell people that know me that um, it sort of nearly got me emotional, then, then yeah. they'll know Jesus. how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there you go. So I mean, mate, I've got ninety. Have you out of a hundred? Fucking ninety. Yeah. It was really, really good. I think I might start sobbing again, mate. Why? Ninety. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Ninety. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And for a first time From watch, you. For a first time, I, I think yeah. it, it's difficult to say whether it could stay that high because yeah. there are a couple of scenes in it that are so dramatic yeah. at that point that it obviously does kick you yeah, it, right in the stomach. Yeah. So whether or not it had that same impact next time, mm. knowing that, um, it, it may or may not. But for a first time watch, um, well done, mate. It Thanks. was, it was. I've put almost dragged the emotions out. Yeah. Please watch it. Yeah. So there you go. I've got ninety out of a hundred for uh, oh. for chicken. I'm pleased with that, mate. Yeah. Great film. Good. It deserves everything it gets. It does. It was really, really good. All right. Yes. Thanks for that. No, Trying to make welcome. me cry and that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I gave you a 2017 film directed by Josh and Benny Safdie, starring Robert Pattinson, Benny Safdie, Buddy Duress, Talila Linnis Webster, Barkhad Abdi and Jennifer Jason Lee. Running time of 101 minutes with a budget of $2 million, taking 4.1 at the box office. 7.4 on IMDb, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes with a synopsis of after a botched bank robbery lands his younger brother in prison, Connie Nikas embarks on a twisted odyssey through New York City's underground to get his brother Nick out of jail. I gave you 2017's Good Time.
Yes, you did, mate. Mm-hmm. All right. I know. I mean, you talk. I don't listen. We know this. I talk. You don't listen. Sometimes we're all like, I've way varied. You've probably told me this, but I genuinely had no idea it was by the same people as Uncut Gems. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the similarities are scary. Yeah. I had the same anxiety watching it. And it's that same thing as um, Uncut Gems where it's beautifully told, but it's so stressful to fucking watch. Like, seriously, I wanted a nice chilled evening and I was just like, Jesus. No, well, um, I, I did say it was from the Safety Brothers because I said that one I, of them I'm was sure actually in I'm sure you did, it. mate. Yeah, I'm sure you did. So you must have known you weren't in for a... I just attacked it as something I'd never seen before. Right, okay. Didn't pay a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like with stuff like that. Um, I assume the music was done by the same person as well. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah it's it, heavy isn't it it's just the similarities like I say are, don't know whether this was like a practice run for it but fucking hell I mean Uncut Gems for me is excuse the brilliant pun slightly more polished <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean th- th- there's there's some uncomfortable scenes in this which surprised me to the level of what they are knowing I mean Robert Pattinson I assume, I don't know whether this was his breakaway point from all of the teenage dream stuff. A little bit. Whether he was trying to go a a bit. But there's some scenes in there with a young girl that a little bit uncomfortable to watch. But, I mean, how do I put this nicely without making it sound nasty? These Safety brothers, yeah? They've got a real knack of making an essentially pointless film. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like you think, Uncut Gems... We go through all sorts of turmoil. We go through everything. Ends up dead. This one, brothers go through all of that to try and sort all the situation out. And ultimately ends up where it would have been done if it was left alone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They they take you on this big journey that basically didn't really need to happen. What did you think of Benny Safdie? Great. Great. I thought thought all... I have one issue with one person. And I think, unfortunately for me, Barkad Abdi... I think it showed his limitations of getting further roles. Right. I really like him, but I think his talents are limited. Right. Um, and I, I didn't think his performance was very good. Okay. If I'm honest, might just be me, but I just, he stuck out a little bit as a novice. Right. And I've seen him in things and I thought he was great, but I don't know if this shows his limitations. But like I say, it's got a definite style. If you loved Uncut Gems, you'll love it. If you didn't like Uncut Gems, you ain't going to think much more no. of it, in my opinion. I thought there were some great scenes. I like the robbery. The final wind-down scene was good. And similar vein to sort of Chicken, there are a couple of scenes in there that are quite emotional. I mean, the counselling scene for me was the best scene in the film by far. I thought okay. it was great. Um, and I've got, I did enjoy it, but I didn't love it. I've still got a 68 on it. Okay. I don't know if you're happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. I liked it. I, I would definitely revisit it, but when on, oh, it was just that surprise anxiety, mate, I'll be honest. Okay, cool. Right, okay then, mate. Yes. Some good scores there. What have you got for me next week? I've got you a film that is currently 7 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, 1 hour, 42 minutes long build as an adventure drama mystery with a synopsis of on a remote mountaintop, eight kids with guns watch over a conscripted milk cow. Bit misleading, that one. Um, starring Karen Quintero, Sofia Buenaventura and Julian Giraldo. Budget of 2 million, grossing 1.6. This was 2019's Monos. Never heard of it. Colombian, mate. Is it? It's Colombian. Lovely. Okay. Right, okay. So I've given you a 2008 film directed by Thomas Alfredson, starring Cara Hunderbrett, Lena Lianson, Per Rugner, Igna Nord and Peter Kariberg. 
running time of 114 minutes with a budget of $4.5 million and a box office of 11.2 million. 7.9 on IMDb, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes with a synopsis of Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Eli, a beautiful but peculiar girl. I'm giving you 2008's Let the Right One In. Cool. One right. I wanted to see, mate. Is it? It's been done, uh, remade, American, okay. but this is the uh, uh, Swedish, Swedish or Norwegian? I can't remember. One Scandinavian, should we Scandinavian. call it? Scandinavian. Scandinavian yeah. it is, yeah, Scandinavian yeah. one. So there you go. Cool. I'm All looking right. forward to that, mate. Good. So what are we doing next week? Then, New mate? Mutants. Are we? Yes, <laughs> mate. Okay. Straight off the top of my head. You sure you've, you're going to back to the cinema? Are you sure? Uh, you've been this week? Been I haven't been, been this week, mate, no. Okay. In withdrawal symptoms. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we go back to the cinema and, uh, and yeah, and so uh, we'll see the new mutants. Yeah. All right then, mate. So after all that, do you want to tell people they can contact us on social media? Reiterate it. Yes, mate. They can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Yes, they can indeed. Right. Okay. So there you go then, mate. That's mm. about it. That's about it. So uh, thanks for Sean for coming Amazing. on. Amazing. Lovely. Yeah. And thanks for Julian for the question. And for Ryan for his answers. And Ryan for his answers. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Full of thanks this week. <laughs> and I <laughs> yeah. can't wait to read the Funniest question ever next week. I'm going to open some fake Twitter accounts. <laughs> Just right. Oh, no, they're from uh, me. Trust me, yeah. Hell yeah. I'll be able to read you. Well, no followers. Right. Following one person. <laughs> A little egg called John Smith. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, all right. Thank you very much to everyone for listening to episode 110. Yes, and uh, we'll you. see you soon. So, do you want to say goodbye then, Charles? Goodbye then, Charles. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, mate. I entered a grammar competition this week. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do very well. I lost. <laughs> Like a fine Is it? Yeah. Has anybody got Wally Fister? No. Cool. Just <laughs> fucking laugh at that. <laughs> it's such a freak. Ready? Yep. You are disgusting. I'm <laughs> you sorry. recorded that. Thing. No, I didn't. No. All right.